Hi, I'm Nathan Feuerberg, writer and creator of Deep Drag Audio Dramas. If you're enjoying this series, you may enjoy some of our other audio dramas, such as Flies in the Jar, Squad Car 22, and Chartreuse's Epic Rap Battle. You can listen to all of them on your favorite podcast platform or over on our website at deepdrag.com. That's D-E-P-D-R-A-G dot C-O-M. Hi, my name is Lady Zen. Welcome to The Making of Flies in the Jar. Hey, sorry for being so late. It took me a while to put my face on. Oh, hey guys. These are my co-hosts, Ethel and Harry. Yay! Well, hold on a second. Before we get started, I had a couple of questions about the contract. Contracts? You don't think this quick wit of mine comes for free, do ya? Well, what did you have in mind, specifically? Well, first off, that dump you call a dressing room isn't gonna cut it. We want our own trailer. Oh, oh, and can I have one of those chairs with my name stitched on the back? Like a director's chair? (laughs) Yeah. We're gonna need two of those, and we want a private car to bring us to the studio next time. And flowers. I just love the smell of lavender while I'm driving. Well, I'm sure the producers will be able to figure all that out for you. Oh. Okay. That that was easy. I'm so excited to co-host. Yeah, it's it's about time we, we, we saw some real talent on this show, huh? Um... Yeah. Um, do you think that we could get started now? I don't see why not. Tonight is a very special evening. We're going to start by talking to the actors and creators of the audio drama Flies in the Jar. Harry, would you like to ask the actors our first question? Um, sure. When prompted... Please state your name. Oh, Harry, come on. They're not getting the mug shots taken. Put a little panache into it. Sorry, um... When prompted, please state your name. Oy vey. My name is John Jeffers. I am a karate instructor, and I own a junkyard. At least that's what I'd like to be doing with my life. I am Angel Schmeck. So I'm actually from Atlanta, Georgia, where I am a band director and a local actress, as well as a party princess. My name's Josh. I was responsible for some of the dialogue editing and sound mixing for Flies in the Jar. I'm David Dykes. I play the club owner in Flies in a Jar. My name is Kent Evans. I'm the author of Malisandus and the Crash Course in the Anatomy of Robot. I'm also the frontman for Dust Industry, as well as Epic Fail 1893. I'm Mitty Roger. I'm a writer, I'm a professor, I'm a dancer, I'm a traveler, and an all-around creative. My name is Alzanira Quezada. I am a voice actor, um, producer, and all-around pain in the ass. My name is Clara Dunham, and uh, I don't know what I do anymore. <laughs> I don't do anything. I. Feed the dogs. 
Hi, I'm Nathan Feuerberg, writer and creator of Flies in the Jar. My name is Martin James Grappengetter, and I'm a voice actor. Prior to my involvement in this podcast, um, I was a professional actor in LA for a number of years. <clears throat> my name is uh, Sebastian Steins, and uh, I play a uh, cab driver in, uh, in uh, Flies in the Jar. Well, I just love meeting stars. One time I met Dolly Parton, and she adored me. Is that why her lawyer sent you a restraining order? No, Harry. That was just a misunderstanding. Guys, don't you have more questions for the actor? Oh my god, yes. So many questions. I'd really like to know what skincare products they use. Why don't we ask them what parts they play in the show? <clears throat> Please state the part you play and give us a brief example. I play uh, Sanchez, um, who's the, uh, I guess, is the protagonist of the story. There was four of us back then. Me, Zen, Jimmy, and Elsa. Um... In addition to that, I, I play a couple other characters, too. I play uh, Gerald. I'm supposed to knock and wait for you to answer the door. And um, Billy Summers. You got about 30 seconds to get back in your vehicle and head the way you came. Whoa, whoa. Billy Summers. Um, my character's lines, a lot of them are phone calls. So a lot of, oui, allo, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, but she also does a translate a French learning tape for another character and has lines like C'est un drôle d'oiseau, dit le penguin. Which literally means it's a funny bird, said the penguin. I also played the small role of Charles, the record producer. Fire. It doesn't differentiate between wood and flesh. It eats away at everything like a disease. Uh, this guy is uh, somebody who's so sleazy that he just assumes nobody believes him. And so the voice is somebody who is sort of wheedling and, and trying to and, and complaining that you don't believe him before he ever even says anything. You know, her and her old man work out of the Virginia Hotel. They throw parties about once a month. They invite a bunch of kids over. They give them free speed. Then, on Monday, they sit back and wait to see who comes knocking. Uh, I played Jimmy. He's the sidekick to Sanchez. He's a little rough on the edges, but uh, at the same time, he means well. So when I was younger, me and my friends had a habit of stealing car stereos. I play a few small roles, um, like a CSIS agent and an overly enthusiastic waitress. Hi, I'm Trish, and I'll be your server tonight. Can I start you off with one of our apps? Maybe some Chipotle queso potato wedges? Um, I play Lady Zen, who is um, one of the characters who's really upset about a song being stolen. One of my recurring lines is, I want my money! It's a good line. I played... Elsa, uh, who was a young, ambitious, sort of ditzy singer um, from Sweden. 
I will go to the airport tonight and get the first flight I can. They came to me, they, they wanted to, to record something, some lines, some of my voices. Hit the floor! That means you too! Yeah, and uh, what can I say? Uh... It is a very good chicken. Best in the city. See, he knows what I'm talking about. I was initially asked to, to play a lot of the um, minor speaking roles, you know, the flight attendant. Would you like chicken or vegetarian? I am predominantly playing the character of Phoenix. But Phoenix is, in this series, a bit of a villain. First rule, never use real names. <laughs> so what do I call you? You can refer to me as Phoenix. You're not always sure if, if he's a true villain or if his motives are just. Wow, so much talent. It must be so glamorous acting in a real recording studio. If it's anything like this studio, I'm surprised they all haven't gotten hepatitis. Um, I was thinking maybe the actors have some funny stories they could tell us about their experiences recording. Do you think they have any romantic stories? Movie stars are always meeting on set and getting married. It's a radio drama. Well, I don't know. Maybe one actor heard the other's voice and then they got to chatting and fell in love. Okay. <clears throat> Please state for the record a funny antidote. Or romantic story. Um, I recorded Nate performing a story back in 2016 and have since seen that story become the basis for Flies in the Jar and be produced into the, the full production. Certainly I didn't have any romantic experiences while I was uh, recording Flies in the Jar. Funny experiences, I mean, it's always at least fun, if not funny, to hang out with the people who, who do the show. The fact that we very often are all recording in the same room is uh, uh, is always a lot of fun. And funny, there's a lot of funny repartee, there's a lot of back and forth uh, uh, that is pretty funny. A romantic situation? Um, no. These guys are not my type. I think my favorite thing is when people are eating chips and they're trying to get the perfect take of the crunch of a, of a chip. Romance on the set of uh, Flies in the Jar. Oh. Well, I don't know how much romance was going on, but uh, there was a lot of fucking going on. Uh, my husband read all of the other lines with me to play off of, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, my favorite was when he did the train announcer voices, because he went all like, Attention, everybody, it is time to report to the train, blah, blah, blah. And it was just. There was, a, there was an online newspaper here in San Miguel that had contacted me about producing a show. And they kind of like said, we'll get, throw out a pitch. And I said, well, uh, it's called the Drunken Bar Review, and we go out and we review all these bars, but we, we go there yeah. sober, and then we get really, really drunk. And yeah, we went to the bar with the tape recorder mm -hmm. and started recording yeah. um, and giving our review <laughs> in front of the owner, basically. Yeah, right. Um, 
Which led to us telling these stories. Right. Everybody knows I've always had a thing for Josh. He's straight, so, you know, nothing's ever gonna happen. So we were sitting there on set. And I saw Josh across the, the, the room just walking towards me, like with this intent look in his eye. And I was like, here it comes. He's just finally my talent is just like he's, I've won him over, you know. I, I don't know. He just came. He came right up to me with this burning look in his eye, and he just said, "Silence on set." No, there's so much I want to know. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, me too. Like, whose bright idea was it to make this thing? <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, flies in the jar. I guess is kind of like uh, it's a it's it's got a little bit of like the old timey radio feel, but it's more of a modern story. So it's kind of like this uh, similar to like a '90s independent movie, like film noir radio play. It's a very deep story. Uh, it's also transcendent of both your average podcast and audio drama due to its extensive soundscapes um, and very talented uh, cast. Uh, for me, I think of like, I think of like the, the Lone Ranger, like the, uh, the kind of, uh, I don't know what they used to call them, you know, these audio plays. Uh, as a little kid, like I was always interested in, in stories and uh, I, di I didn't really understand that storytelling could exist in that way. Seemingly normal situations aren't. And seemingly reasons why things happen don't. That intrigued me about the story. That intrigued me about telling the story. I think it's true to life and that maybe most of the people who are involved in the project understand how true to life it is but people who live more conventional lives than some of us do it might seem fantastical or even way out there because it's about a segment of society that you don't see represented and so um, I think I would call it a drama and in many ways, realism, but a realism that not everybody would recognize as being real. The level of talent in the recording is mind-blowing. It really makes you think, as a creative person, how you can cultivate or dig up different parts of your own life to put into your work. And um, that your experiences don't have to just be a great sitting around getting drunk telling stories, they can actually turn into something that can be um, a worldwide phenomenon. Flies in the jar. Would I recommend it to a friend? If I had a friend, maybe I would recommend it, yeah. Yeah. The song that's featured in Flies in the Jar is called Fireflies in a Mason Jar, and it goes a little something like this. She walks along the edge of the running water Finding each other in the past, future and present tense 
She questions your answers And she answers questions that she barely believes Emily puts fireflies in A mason jar To see what the shelf life of the fireflies are here I am, and there you are, fireflying a mason jar. Fireflies in a mason jar. Oh, I love that song. What a lovely evening. Didn't you think it was nice, Harry? I can't complain. I think I might even listen to the rest of the series after this. That's a great idea. You can listen to the first nine episodes on any podcast app such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just download the app and type in Flies in the Jar. What? I have to download another app? Are you kidding me? Have you seen my phone? I can barely find my emails these days. Well, you can also type the words flies in the jar podcast into your search engine and it will come up and you can play the series in your own browser. Hmm. Well, that seems a a little more reasonable. Well, that's the end of our show. Thanks so much for watching and listening and have a great night. Goodbye. Goodbye. couldn't get any worse. You're here. Relax. They're gonna extract the little green man inside you, and then you'll be good. I don't have any men inside of me. That's the crazy part. The doc was telling me you probably don't even know you have a man inside you. Squad Car 22 is a sci-fi episodic buddy comedy. Back in the 90s, two police officers were promoted from bicycle cops to real ones. With the help of their trusty tape recorder, they started documenting their time protecting and serving America. Right along with Officer Steins and Holloway as they saved the world from a mad scientist, a squid pig, a talking Campari bottle, and Jewish space lasers. Listen to Squad Car 22 for free on your favorite podcast platform or on our website at deepdrag.com.